is he's our rock. He's our rock. This, is, this God is our, our, our rock. The, the Hebrew word for that has to do with stability. It's like the foundation, an unshakable, he's in like an unshakable foundation. And we, you know how bad we need that. I mean, everything around us seems unstable at times. Um, sometimes our personal life. Sometimes politically, financially, emotionally. We go through all those things. But here he's saying, listen, let this encourage you. Let it be like rain on thirsty grass. God is our rock. He's stable in his nature, faithful in his word. He's solid. He's steadfast. He's dependable. He's unchanging in his ways. His makeup and his character is perfect. All of those have to do with him being this this solid foundation on which we can base our lives. And then he says his work is perfect. His work is perfect. Who else do you know whose work is perfect? Nobody. <laughs> but his work is perfect. His, his doings, in other words, his doings are absolutely perfect. For all his ways are justice. We have a world that cries out for justice. And, uh, of course, in the U.S., it's the same, you know, justice. Keep justice for those that are, are, that need justice. You go into other parts of the world, it's even worse. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Justice for those that are hurting in the world. But our God is a God of justice. He, uh, what does that mean? That means he always does what is right. Somebody say right. right. He does what's right. And it may not be right in your, in your eye or, or in somebody else's eye or, or in some other group's eye, but it's always right. It's just right. Not just in his eye, it's always right. It's always right. This is the God. A God. A, a God of justice. His ways are justice. It's a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. Praise the Lord. Can somebody say hallelujah? What a proclamation of the solid goodness and the character of God. And we just, you know, four verses. If you read the rest of it, you ought to. It would be good for you. It will bless you. Talking about God. This song that Moses teaches to the nation. Now let's read another scripture about God. And in the, let's go to Psalms 18 and verse 30. Psalms 18 in verse 30. And by the way, in fact, we'll read this other scripture in a moment, but 2 Samuel twenty-two thirty-one 31 is word for word. The same, it's the same scripture, exactly. It's word for word. Okay, so if you went to either one of those, you, you would get the same thing. But Psalms 18 and verse 30, the psalmist writes, as for God, his way is perfect. His way is what? Perfect, absolutely perfect. Then it says the word of the Lord is proven. It's proven. It's already been tested. It's already been tried and tested. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Protector. You can imagine it's, it's, it's like painting a, a, a mind picture of impenetrable covering of armor. This is the way God is to those who trust in, trust in him. 
Then let me read just a, a, a New Testament scripture. We, you know, we have to go to the New Testament. <laughs> That's where we're living. New Testament scripture in James chapter 1, it talks about, uh, talks about the Lord. And we usually focus on the first part but of the, the, the A part of the verse in verse 19. But I want us to focus uh, uh, on, the, on the B part. But in this, uh, verse 17, I'm sorry. In this verse it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and it comes down from the Father of lights. Lights referring to, of course, illumination, knowledge. You know, he, he knows everything. Thank God he knows everything. He knows everything. Illumination. Totally illumination. So every gift, every perfect thing comes from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. There's no, no deviation whatsoever in his rightness, no shifting of shadows. It doesn't matter which angle or which direction you come at it with God. There's, there's, there's no shadowy stuff. It's all, it's all illumination. It's all wisdom. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, well, you said, well, why did we go with these scriptures? Because this that the Lord's put into my heart is, is just to refresh ourselves in the character of God, the steadfastness of God. I declare, I'd start looking around sometimes and get my eyes on the world. And, and you know, I mean, this thing is, is, it just seems so shaky. You know, I mean, uh, this, the world has changed so much in my lifetime. And sometimes I mean, we just think like, well, oh, my Lord, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen? Oh, you know. Um, but when we begin to look at our Father and we begin to look at where he has placed us in, and, and how he has promised to take care of us, it can't help but give you security. It can't help but put peace in your heart if you believe it and you'll trust in him. Can I have a better amen than that? So I just said, well, I wanted to just talk about the character of God and a little bit later talk about how that affects, how, how that affects us. The Bible said here that he is our rock. He is our stability. He's perfect in all of his doing. Uh, some time ago, I was, I was just, had a song. You ever get a song just rolling around inside you? An old, old song. Many of you, if you've been around long, you remember David Ingalls. Anybody remember David Ingalls? Yay, nay, joy. David Ingalls, a songwriter. Uh, I guess what, in the 80s, 70s, 80s, was real popular then. But he wrote a lot of songs that had to do with, with scripture. And he wrote a song that was based on, uh, on Isaiah 28 and verse 29. And, he, and he, the song said, Our Lord is wonderful in counsel he's wonderful our lord is wonderful in counsel and he, he's wonderful he's excellent in working he said oh he's so excellent mighty to deliver he's so mighty glory be to god forevermore he's wonderful in counsel he's excellent in his working mighty to deliver and uh, we used to sing the chorus tied in with it he's more than enough more than enough. Have you heard that song? He's more than enough. More than enough. He is El Shaddai, the God of plenty, the all-sufficient one, God Almighty. He is more than enough. Isn't that the truth? That's the truth. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. I was thinking about that song, and, and I, I'd been just singing it in my spirit several 
uh, for several days by private, you know. And uh, I, I heard these words just bubbling up in here. I, it was just some, you know, you know how God speaks to you inside sometimes? And I heard these words just perfect in character. Perfect in character. He said, I'm perfect in character. Perfect in character. Character, that got me to thinking. Character is an interesting word. Um, of course, when I feel like the Lord says something to me, then a lot of times if it involves a word, I'll, I, I go try to dig the word out. I'm a word kind of person, so, you know, go to my computer, go to my concordance, find the word character. I can't see where the word character, as we would say in the English language, is anywhere in the Bible. I don't find that word anywhere. I am sure that there is a word in the Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, you know, somewhere. There's got to be a word that means that. But in the, trans, the English word translated character. Yet, it is a word that we have in our vocabulary quite often. We use that word all the time. Uh, having to do, most of the time, having to do with people. So I'm going to study this thing, character. He's perfect in character. What, what a stabilizing truth that is to us. Character. And, and, and I found character has to do with, describes a, per, a person's personality, um, the sum of their temperament, um, their emotion, emotional stability, their emotional um, strengths, behavior, mental capacities and traits, qualities that, the character of a person is the thing that, that seems to make them distinct from someone else. You know? The character of a person is defined as the way someone really is, the way they really get, the way they really are, their ways, the way they think, the way they behave, the values that they have, the integrity, or the lack of integrity. So you can kind of sum up by using this word character, when you start talking about a person and you're trying to describe this person or you have this image in your mind about a, a person, you know, we, we could go even farther and we could say, well, this, we, a description, oh, yeah, I know that person. That's, that guy, good, good character. That guy's a good, good character. Or you might say, mm, bad character, right? You're thinking... And what are you doing? You're thinking about attributes. You're thinking about uh, the essence of that person, what makes them up, the personality, the behavior, the integrity of the person whenever, whenever you say that. We could say that a person's character is made up and includes their morals, their, their sense of right and wrong, their eth uh, uh, ethics and the stability of their ethics. Or, uh, you know, that maybe they have a sense of strong ethics, but pressure can move them, that, that, that would say something about their character as to whether they're steadfast, whether you could trust, you know, where they're going to go, where, what's, where they're going to happen, which is the real you, right? has to do with that. Uh, their personal attributes, their traits and abilities. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a large, all-inclusive kind of descriptive word, and most of us, particularly Christians, you know, we want to be people of character. And the inference, inference of course, is a, a person of good character, right? The, 
the inference is a Christian character or godly character. It ought to be a difference in your life. That wasn't real strong. I mean, really. Yeah. When Christ is inside, there should be a difference in our lives. There should be a big difference in our lives. Amen. Um, we don't want to just be, yeah, say, say about me, yeah, that's a character, all right. I mean, that could mean anything, right? And usually it doesn't mean a good thing. Yeah, there, I know that. But let's get back here to the song that God gave Moses to teach the people. He said, I'm going to proclaim the name of the Lord, verse 3. I'm back in uh, Deuteronomy 32. I'm proclaiming the name of the Lord. I, I'm not just going to tell you his name, you know, like we might say, Joe, Albert, uh, Bill, uh, Monica, Joy. No, no, the name of the Lord. The, the, the use of the, that phrase, the name of the the name of the Lord or the name of anybody refers to, in this culture, this, in, this, uh, in this Hebrew culture, referred to descriptions of how that person really was. In fact, it's, it's, it refers back to their character. I'm going to talk to you about the, the name of the Lord. It's what, he, what he's saying to him here. And I'm going to ascribe greatness to the Lord. He's a rock. He's, his work is perfect for all his ways are justice. All his ways are right. A God of truth without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. We read in Psalms, but the, in, in 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one. In fact, go there, would you? 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one. And I know that it's going to say the same thing as Psalms 18. However, I want to pick up another verse as we take this a little bit farther here. So 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one. If your neighbor don't know where it is, help them. You know, so I want you to get it. Second Samuel, twenty-two, verse thirty-one. Now it said, "As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust Him. He is a shield." Don't stop reading there, though. He is a shield to who? Okay, he adds something to this verse. Uh, he, he said before, just describing what he is. He's, he's a rock, you know. His, his, his way's perfect, the word of the Lord's proven. But now he adds something to it. He's a shield to a certain group of people. He'll be a shield to you if you'll trust him. You'll put your trust in God and depend upon the Lord. He'll be an, an impenetrable piece of armor, or like an impenetrable armor to you. And the enemy won't be able to to de destroy you, defeat you, uh, kill you, hurt you, knock you out. No, because God's there if you'll trust him. If you'll trust him. Now, so he introduces something here. He's been talking to us all about, about God. Now drop down, if you will, to verse 33. The writer says, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way, what? He does what? He makes my way perfect. Now, now catch this. Wait. Catch this. Wait. Here, now something else is being introduced here. We've been, we've been talking about God and his perfection. Oh, we know he's perfect. You know, he, he's, oh, there's nothing. I mean, he's the rock. His ways are always right. His thinking, his ways. You know, I've been pounding you for 
all the times that I've had to share this year about knowing God's ways and knowing God's thoughts and how important it is that we seek and we press in to know his ways and thoughts so we'll know how to live this life in the days that we live in, which are, by Bible definition, perilous times, right? But now watch this. It says, we, we read all about how he's perfect, but now he says, he maketh my ways perfect. My ways. There's an additional bit of insight here. It's not only God that's perfect, but God's wanting to do something for us. Can I have a nod and amen? amen. The God, the Lord, the God of Moses, the God of, uh, of the prophets, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all those guys, the apostles, the God of the church, the God of you and I, is said here in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 33, that he is a strength to us, he is power to us, he's like a, you know, he strengthens us. And then he says, he maketh my ways perfect. He makes my ways. Make it. Make a little note there on, your, on that, that word, maketh. It, it means cause to come to pass. Cause to come to pass. He, he will cause this to come to pass. For those of you who desire, he'll cause this. To, he will make your way perfect. He will ca- cause to come to pass. But now there's another side note of the meaning of that word. If you do your a little research in your Hebrew dictionary. And that means that he will grab hold and shake you violently to loosen you from what's holding you back. Yeah. He will, he maketh. It's a, it's a very forceful word in the Hebrew. He will make your way. If he has to shake you and get your attention, if you'll be open to him, he'll make your way to be perfect. God wants to do something for us. He wants... So he wants to do something for our character to make us people that are pleasing to him. Yes. You know, and that's what the whole, Old Te- the whole New Testament's all about. You, you read it, you'll be, you'll be shocked as you read it with this thought in your mind as you begin to read the scriptures. This is what the whole thing is about, is to help us not only to receive redemption, but to also make us who God wants us to be and who God created us to be. It says he'll make your way perfect. That word means to be whole, to be sound, well, complete, all God wants you to be or all you're supposed to be, to be healthy, unimpaired. This is something God wants to do it. Well, praise the Lord. I know he's perfect. Thank the Lord for that and perfect in all of his character. But also, thank God there's hope for you and for me. Can I have an amen? This is hope for us. I, I can't speak for you. I know with my wife, you know, she's always been perfect little Baptist girl, praise the Lord. I think she was perfect when she was born. She's perfect now, so, you know, whatever. But I, I can speak for me. She is, that's her story. She's told me that ever since, you know, I met her at, at 16, when I was 16 years old. Yeah. That's right. But I know for me, I need some help. I need some I need some character change. I needed character change, and I still need character change. I still need. I, that's a good scripture for me. That he can he can shake me enough if I'll be open to make my ways, my ways, my life, enter into that realm. That in his eyes, may not in other but in his eyes, there's this place of perfect of, of being perfect. And we'll talk about that word a little bit more because it's kind of get away from me. I, 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 don't, 
I, I don't really, I don't really know. I know some really good people, but I don't really know anybody right now that I would say, in the natural perspective, if I, if I, in a, you know, I don't care who they are, even those that I, that I really respect and honor. My father's in the faith. I don't know of any of them that are, that I say, oh, that's that person is perfect, perfect. It's something that God works in us and does, and He, he tries to to bring us. It's a process that, that we're going through. It, it, you could put it under the process of sanctification. We're being sanctified. Set apart, cleansed, made holy. God's intent is to bring us into the likeness of Jesus Christ, the Son. Can I have an amen? amen? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Perfect in character. I don't know anybody but God, the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That we said, well, no, 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 that that's perfect, and we're talking perfection, and you know, because we're all we need help. But now let's, let's look back at this for a moment and work off of this. Let's work off this verse of scripture that we had there in 2 Samuel 22, verse 33. Let's work out of that. It says, he maketh my way perfect. He, God, God maketh, and we talked about that word. He causes to come to pass, even if he has to grab hold of you and shake you uh, right where you are, to, to make your course in life, your moral character, your, uh, to, to become a, a wholeness, healthy, unimpaired, complete, reflecting, re- reflecting his, his wholeness, his goodness, his justice, all those things that we read about uh, this good God. Amen. He, he, he maketh us that way. You say, well, how in the world, how in the world can God, could God make, Someone so rough, I know, you know, or just somebody in, in their character, when compared to the Lord, how, how could God make them whole and morally good and clean? Well, there's two things. There's two perspectives. As New Testament believers, we know that from one perspective, our rightness with God we use the word holiness, our righteousness is positional. And it's something that God imputed to us, the righteousness of God through Christ. He imputed to us, in, our, in, a, in the sense of God looking at us, he imputed to us righteousness. He who knew no sin became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Jesus. So, God took our sins and our unrighteousness, placed them on Christ. He bore them. He became the sacrifice for them. And we were imputed, imputed to us rightness with God. Amen. So we know that. That's good. Praise the Lord. But that's not the end of the story. Because when that happened to you and you got saved, um, you know, Ron Smith used to say they, they probably should have just took a hammer, hit you in the head, and let you go into heaven. That way you'd have been, you know, you would never have made another mistake. Right? Well, he did say that. I, I remember Ron said, <laughs> I don't recommend it, but uh, anyway. But then there's this other part, this, what I call the solical part, our flesh. 
you know, this, this other nature, this old character, and it has its roots sunk very, very deep into our personality. Yeah, the old man sunk in there, into there. And so we have to ask ourselves, does God or can God, will God work to reshape that character? Does he want to help reshape that character? And of course, the answer I believe from scripture is a resounding yes. He wants to help, he wants to cause, he wants to cause a transformation of that character. Amen. You know, just think of you guys. You, you know, those of you who have, have known the Lord, most of you have known the Lord for and you've sought after God. Have you seen him do things in your very being? we would say in your character that uh, perhaps even astounds you? Is anybody in here besides me? Things that astound you, except Monica, she's already been told. Yeah, we see things that astound us, isn't that amazing? So, so how does he do that? How does he do that? So let me throw some, some other scriptures at you, okay? Let's just start with this one. Psalms 119. In verse 1 and 2. Now we're talking about character. We're talking about not only is God perfect in character, but God has a desire to transform us and to help us become uh, into that, that likeness of, of who he intends for us to be. Okay, Psalms 119, verse 1 and 2. It says, it says, blessed or happy are the undefiled in the way. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Two parts to that verse. Blessed are the undefiled in their walk, in their, in their course of life. The undefiled. What does that mean? That actually, that's the same word, the same Hebrew word that is translated in other places, perfect. The undefiled. Blessed are the perfect who walk in their way. So here we go. It's just translated different in the English. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. That Blessed is the one who's, who, who's morally healthy, innocent, has integrity, walks in truth, etc., etc., etc. The second part of the verse is, who walk in the law of the Lord. So he, catch the way the verse is written. He makes a statement, happy is the guy who's undefiled. How does he get that way? He walks in the law of the Lord. He walks in the word. The word, the law of the Lord there is the word Torah, which would have been in the Old Testament. That's, that's God's laws. That's God's principles. That's the writings of the Lord. That's what the prophets had given them in order to know God's ways and thoughts. So here we say this. This guy, blessed is this, this perfect, uh, are, are the perfect in their, in their journey in life because they live in the word. They live in the word. They live, they live in the instructions of the word of God. Now look in verse 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Happy are those who keep his testimonies. In other words, they are living what they're saying. They're not just saying one thing living another way. Amen. They're living what they're saying. They're, they're, you know, they're, their life is lining up. Their, their private life lines up with their public confession. And that's important. Now, that, that person, it says, is happy. And, and what's going on with them? Because they're seeking the Lord with their whole heart. 
They're seeking the Lord. How does God, how does he, what does he use to change our character? Well, living in the word, verse 1, living in the word. Get the word inside us. Taking inside it, let him, letting that word teach us and train us and, and let us know God's ways and thoughts. And then the second verse, it says, seeking him with your, with your whole, whole heart. Amen. These things, these things will surely begin. It's not the only thing, but they'll surely begin the transformation in your character. That's the way that you've been, you know, you've been changed. Amen. You see the light, you walk in the light. You seek the Lord with your whole heart. And here's another one, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48. This one kind of throws a lot of religious people. Verse 48. Matthew 5, first book in the New Testament. He says, <laughs> Jesus is preaching here, and he says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Oh, man, probably the religious, oh, yes, that's God. The Pharisees, yeah, that's us. But what is he uh, we need some explanation of that. Be ye therefore perfect. The word whole, be, be whole, be their completeness about you. It also has to do with maturity. Grow up, grow up. What, what does it mean? What does it mean? You, you have to realize in Matthew chapter 5, if you took chapter parts of 4, 5, and 6, that's Jesus preaching. Remember, that's the sermon. He's preaching all these different things, and he breaks right at the end of this, this chapter in the middle of all this preaching, all these things that he's been telling about God and the way that God is and how people ought to live. And then he just says right here, he's going to pick it back up in chapter 6, but he says right here, now, hey, be perfect like God's perfect. What did he mean? Well, it was a phrase, uh, the, the one of the ways that that word was, was used in their culture was um, a word that meant complete. You had all the parts together. You didn't leave stuff out. It was like a, 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 maybe a small machine. You know, I mean, you, you, got a, you got a little, you know, some kind of little me me mechanism, you know. And if you leave several of the parts out, it won't work. If you ignore part, you know, you just take maybe one part out. Just two parts, three parts. It don't work. It may look right. You may have got it all together. It might be something internal. But if you left something out, you just got a useless, you know, contraption. So he's telling them, look, you can't, get, you can't just take the part that you want you can't just take this little saying and that little saying, I like that part. I didn't like that. Oh, you know what Jesus said there, man? I can't believe he said that. I ain't doing that. I don't know whether that's right or not. No. He said, look, he's preaching them a message. And he says, you've got to take it all. Take all the parts. The complete teachings, complete uh, thoughts and ways of God. Be perfect like God is perfect. And it'll all work for you. It'll work for you. Amen? Deuteronomy 18, verse 13. Let me just read it to you. It says, Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord your God. Be perfect with Him. In other words, take, just don't take the stuff that you want and think everything's going to be great. God's going to do all these things. Oh, 
We quote a scripture, he's my rock. Hallelujah. All the meantime, you're just going right off the cliff. Hello? Amen. You know what I'm saying. All right, let me give you another scripture. I'm on third one here. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now, what are we doing? We're talking about character and how, how does God change us? How does God make, how does God transform us so that we, we, we become who he has created us to be? He says, be ye therefore, what? He says, followers, followers of God as dear children. Now, the NIV says, be imitators. Imitate, imitate God. Now, if I told you to, you know, Ronnie, if I told you and imitate you know James you know, just do what he does that'd be you copying yeah, everything you see you just do it just like he did you know yeah <laughs> grow more hair there you go Ron you know you know what I'm saying copy you, you would whatever he said you say whatever he does you do however he acts you act that's what he's telling us be ye therefore imitators of God, like a dear child. The Living Bible says, follow God's example in everything you do, just as a much-loved child imitates his father. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're, a, if you're a parent, all of you, any of you who are parents, you, you know the joy of trying to put something inside your child that's right. Something that's tried, something you've proven. You ever tried that, you know? Um, and sometimes they just look at you like, mm, there's a glazed look. They're present but not present. <laughs> but you know the joy when, you, when you're, you're really trying with all your heart to put something inside them, you know? You've been there, you've done that, you know what works, you know it doesn't work, and you're trying, you la, 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 la. And you know the joy when they take it and avoids, it avoids so much pain, so many disasters. And you know how sad it is, how you hurt in your heart when they, and you see them, they look at you and they listen to you. And they say, yeah, mom. But then they go off and do what they want to do. That's the way God is to us, I'm sure. Because he tells us his ways and his thoughts. He tells us his will. He tells us his word. But when we do it, when we take what he says and we do it, it's going to be okay. He's going to take you through it. You're, you're going to be all right. You're going to come out on the good side. Can I have a better amen? amen. That's what it is. We know. He knows how to have us avoid trouble. Because, listen, God's heart is to bring us into a transformation of our character and to make us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. That's it. Let me give you another scripture. I'm, I'm going to stop on time because I get to go next, Sunday, next Wednesday, too. So. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next Wednesday, I want to, I'm going to talk to you about character, but I want to talk to you about some things inside. You, do you know you have to know yourself? You, you have got to know yourself. Nobody knows you better than you and God. Yeah. You, there's some things that you've got to know, stop, and 
know about yourself and deal with in order to see real character change. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Here's the scripture. Go to Hebrews chapter 13, and we're going to find a little ending here. Hebrews 13, verse 20. Verse 20. We're talking about transformation. We're talking about character and, 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 being, and being changed. Being changed. Pleasing God. Hallelujah. All right. Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21 says, Now may the God of peace, the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus, from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will. All right. Let's read it this way. Now may the God of peace... And the rest of that verse is just, you know, some real good stuff about the God of peace. <laughs> but now may the God of peace make you complete in every good work to do his will. His will. May the God of peace, verse 21, make you complete. That word, Greek, that Greek word make you in this case means to fix you fix you, repair, repair you, perfect you, restore you. It's translated sometimes perfect, perfect. May he make you complete. Complete in what? Every good work to do his will. This is what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you to where you can live in his will. Live in his will. The joy of his will. Reading on. Working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. What is he doing? He's working in you to change your character. <laughs> He's working in you to, 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 to come to the place where you can do his will and you can do the things that are well-pleasing in his sight. Amen. God, God, God wants to reshape us. God, as this word is used here, he wants to fix, to fix us, to help us to be a reflection of his own son, to live in us and work through us in ways that are well-pleasing to him. Colossians 1.28 says, Christ we preach, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. We're preaching to you, Christ. He said, I'm preaching to you as hard as I can, Christ. I'm trying to share with you everything that I can so that we can get you to the place I can pre present you as this, this whole person in Christ Jesus. In 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, it says, But just as he who called you is holy... So be holy in all you do, for it's written, Be holy because I'm holy. In 2 Corinthians 7, 1, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brethren, he said, Be complete 
the same word transferred is per, uh, translated other places as perfect. Be complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Let me give you one last scripture. In, 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 in Psalms 37 and verse 37. It says, Mark the perfect man. Take note of him. Mark that man. And behold the upright. Look out for the upright. For the end of that man is peace. The end of that man is peace. Now, real quick though, just so we have it straight in our mind. He says, mark the, mark the what? Mark the perfect man. Okay, you tell me. Now, what does it mean? What does the scripture mean when it says a perfect man? I mean, how does that differ from the concept that this is, you know, our Western mentality. How does it differ from that? What does it mean? What would the scripture says when he says, what is a perfect man? Somebody tell me, what is a perfect man? Describe it for me. What does it mean? What's a perfect man? He's complete. Okay, and like in, what does that mean? He's complete. He's mature. Amen. Okay, that's right. What else? What is a perfect man in God's eyes? You know? Huh? One that does his will, he follows the word. Okay? That's a, that's a, in God's eyes. What else? Somebody else said something. Blameless. All right? Yeah. Yeah, you can't poke your finger and, you know, point your finger at him. Oh, yeah. I know, I know, I know. You're a bunch of, you know, you're just a hypocrite. La, 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 la. No? Blameless. Okay? What else? Without, without sin, without sin. What else? Willing to receive correction. Amen. You know, the Lord says if we're really his children, he's going to correct us. I mean, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Praise the Lord. That's good. What else? Somebody tell me. What is, what is the, the scripture says a perfect man Upright, okay? What does that mean, upright? Yeah, righteous, yeah? Maybe faithful, dependable, uh, and honest, and integrity toward God. Um, maybe in, in ethics and, and, mor and, and morals, rightness, justice, all of those things. Those, those are things that God loves, is that right? Now, God says, hey, that's the way I am. And he's, he's looking at those things in the category of, of, of being a complete, a complete person. Amen. The God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd, through the blood of the covenant, make you perfect in every good work. Make you perfect in every good work. I look... I, I'll leave you with this. I looked, I was just trying to grasp in my mind to lock in on that. I don't know about you, but I have a problem with that word. Every time I read it, I have a problem with that. But I know the Lord in the scriptures tell me, you know, it talks about being perfect. No, but I, have a, I still have this thing in my mind uh, of remembering my shortcomings. I remember that I'm in my mind not perfect. So I have to, I have to I have to work with my mind. I don't know if you do or not, but I do. I have to work with my mind. What does God 
mean with this? What is he saying? You know, I of all people know my faults. You know, he's not saying. So he's not, he's not telling us a person who doesn't have any faults because as until you get a new body and we get translated out of here and go to heaven and become, you know, changed from mortals to immortal, there's, there's these, these human limitations. That's not what he's talking about. But what he's talking about, look, get all the parts. Take all the word that you can. Don't exclude things. Remember we looked at that part of that word, perfect and complete, sound, mature, well, healthy, unimpaired. Let God finish you. Without blemish, someone said that. Without uh, corruptible, a corruptible perspective. Be upright. Be mature. Grow up. Amen. And he says, if you'll mark that man, mark that man, and behold the upright, the end of that man. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me pray over it. And I'll turn you loose. Father, thank you for your word to teach us and to help us. And thank you, Lord. Lord, we are just, we're all uh, continually pressing to go through the transformation uh, of, of our being, of our character. Lord, we know we're saved. We know that our spirit man is, is, is righteous and right standing with you. And we're not trying to just focus on a bunch of works to get into heaven. No, that's not what this is about, Lord. But it's about an, 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 a deep desire uh, to be a reflection of your love and your will and your goodness in this earth that you put us in and to make a difference, to make a change and to help somebody else find you and know you as their loving Savior. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. Amen. Praise the Lord.